I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to Catholic Education Plus. I'm Father Tom Burke, pastor at St. Benedict the Moore Parish in the Hill District and St. Mary Magdalene Parish, serving the communities of the East End, Homewood, Point Breeze, and the Wilkinsburg sections of the city of Pittsburgh. Our Catholic schools are open for the new academic year with health and safety protocols are in place to keep everyone safe and our students are learning. Enrollment is up in some Catholic schools as parents look for good options for their children. This school year, classrooms are open five days a week with schools ready to switch to remote learning in case they quarantine due to COVID-19. They are also a marketing campaign underway telling the story of how Catholic schools are lighting the way and regional elementary schools are continuing to make a positive impact. My guests this morning are diocesan leaders, Michelle Peduto and Anna Torrance. Michelle is the director of Catholic Schools, and Anna serves as the secretary for Catholic Education and Evangelization. Michelle and Anna, welcome back uh, to Catholic Education Plus. Hello, Father Tom. Nice to be here. Great to have you. Good morning, Father Tom. Thanks for being on uh, with us, and uh, it's great to hear that the schools are up and running, and I'm glad to have uh, both of you who are key leaders in our diocesan school systems uh, to be on uh, my show here this morning. Michelle, we've all been learning as we go since this is the first pandemic most living Americans have experienced. What have Catholic education uh, educators learned? Well, we've learned so much and we've learned it quickly because we know, you know, our teachers immediately went into action last year when we were put uh, in quarantine when we were closed for that, a long period of time and then went to uh, open in September, five-day-a-week instruction for the most part. Uh, I think it's, it's uh, absolutely certain that their technology skills have improved a thousand percent and that they're all much more comfortable with remote learning and using the technology as a tool, both when we're doing the remote learning, but also in the classroom. I think there's been quite a learning curve there and they worked very hard to improve that, that skill set. I think from another standpoint though, educators tend to be planners. I mean, that's absolutely one of the things that we, we are very, very good at, planning ahead, planning our lesson plans, planning units for instructions, planning events. And what we've really had to learn have had to learn in this crisis situation is how to be very flexible, how to respond on a moment's notice when things change, um, and and then how to move forward in a in a productive way that meets the needs of our students. So I think we've all developed that mindset of let's just be prepared, as they say, 
prepare for the worst and expect the best or something like that. But that's what we try to do. And I think that's been a big lesson and and definitely a change in mindset for educators across the board. Definitely. Now, Michelle, how can parents best support their children to have a successful school year? Well, I think like any school year, um, there are things that parents can do, particularly this this year where we have we still have so much uh, unknown and influx. I think it's always a good idea to stay very positive about every experience for children, teaching them how to be resilient. As I said, educators have had to adjust to changing plans on a moment's notice and parents and children have had to adjust to that as well. And so if we handle it with care and calmness and positivity, then I do believe children can go into it with those same qualities, that they'll remain calm, they'll remain positive, and they will learn to be resilient when things change quickly. So I think that's very important. The second piece to this is communication. I think as always, any school year, keeping those lines of communication open with your child's teacher, um, always reaching out if there's a problem or an issue to the teacher, Mm -hmm. uh, keeping in mind that children come home from school and they may have been a good day, may have been a bad day. I think it's wonderful if we can always assume the best of each other and again, stay very positive and then reach out to that teacher if there is a problem. Reach out to that teacher when things are going well, too. Let's let's do, make that both ways, where teachers Absolutely. and parents have positive communications. Keep that communication going, you know, with the parents and the teacher, you know, and then that way everyone is on the same page. That's great. Yeah. Now, Anna, enrollment is up at a number of our Catholic schools. Uh, you have surveyed parents on their impressions uh, of, of Catholic education. What are some of the highlights that you're, you're seeing or hearing? Yeah. So, um I think some of our listeners may have seen over, I guess, since uh, the spring and kind of into the summer, we did launch uh, an ad campaign for our schools because we know we have awesome schools. Mm -hmm. And so we're really wanting to get that beautiful message out. So we had some TV ads um, and some really kind of been the focus this summer has been on the like social media campaign. So, um, so both, um, you know, Facebook and Instagram and other platforms, YouTube. And, you know, um, so the, the survey that was done was really kind of at the front end. So late winter, we did, we did send out surveys. They went out to our elementary school parents, our high school parents, And then we also sent it out more to kind of a general population. We had some assistance from uh, uh, somebody who does uh, professionally some research firm. So sent out to more of a general population, but a demographic that would be an age demographic that would have, you know, be potential parents of uh, school students. And, um, and so we got, you know, we got great participation. So um, and from that, you know, the survey is very informative. We then followed that up with uh, four focus groups, you know, from those surveyors, so survey uh, responses. So one group was uh, parents of students in, uh, involved in uh, elementary school that are enrolled, high school parents. Then we had parents who have considered Catholic schools but did not enroll. The fourth was parents who had children enrolled and then disenrolled. 
And so it was a, a good way to really kind of get a very uh, clear sense on, you know, kind of impressions of that, that demographic. And I just want to speak quickly to kind of from there that the, the input helped to inform those TV ads and also the so, social media ads. And we've also, it's helped us to develop even, you know, uh, our websites, especially at our elementary schools, uh, you know, some of the messaging and the, and the professional look of our websites also with um, uh, just social media efforts, like a social media ambassador group of parents and friends of schools who can kind of organically get out the good news about our schools. Um, but the results from the surveys really um, showed that we, our Catholic schools have an awesome reputation. And um, really it was, you know, what parents felt to be important or what they saw as strengths of our Catholic schools, kind of the emphasis on critical thinking, communication, you know, preparing for the job market. And, um, um, and they um, really um, had, you know, overall very, very strong opinions of Catholic education. And we saw with the, you know, kind of the research that came back really across all of these demographic uh, 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 groups, there were um, over three-fourths felt very, very positively about Catholic education. And clearly, you know, when you looked at like a Catholic demographic, that was, you know, even higher over, you know, like 90%. Um, and really it was what they saw, the benefits of um, where we have, they felt strong. We have good teachers who prepare our students well, both professionally and morally. Um, you know, the benefits of the faith formation, the quality of education um, really um, were highlighted. And so uh, the, the sense of community um, that they, I think, across the board felt was so important. The um, appreciation of the importance of service to that community. Yeah. So these are some of the things that really kind of the messaging that came back strongly and was able to be incorporated in the uh, marketing effort. That is great. And I've seen those commercials on TV. They very well done, very nicely done. And uh, as you both know, I have three schools in my parishes, St. Benedict, the Moore School in the Hill District, St. Bede in Point Breeze, and Sister Thea Bowman Catholic Academy in Wilkinsburg. And all three of my schools that I uh, are in my two parishes, all three of them have seen enrollment increases. And it's just real, people are just really happy with uh, Catholic education. And it's just really heartwarming to see Catholic education making a comeback and um, the safety, the quality, uh, the faculty and the staff, people want that in-person learning. So kudos uh, to you and your staff for doing that. And um, now we just have about a minute and a half. In uh, uh, parents and students who are enrolled in Catholic schools, they rate their children's education very highly. So that's encouraging. How can you uh, convince those who are on the fence, if you can just briefly say that uh, before we go to break? Yeah, I mean, really, I think the most parents said the reason they enrolled their uh, kids in Catholic schools was just because of, they say, the rigorous academic curriculum. And many cases, they just felt that uh, their kids were better prepared for the next level, level of education. So whether it's going on to high school and then on to the university, um, they liked um, just the uh, environment of you know, a very caring environment where teachers really 
cared about their their kids. That's been a very you know kind of a strong kind of selling point, but it's it's true about our schools. And um, you know, it's really I guess they 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 um, so for those considering you know the sense of community is what our our parents of our schools really relish, um, and just that that was always has been um, something that was so meaningful to the families that are in our schools. Absolutely, yeah. We're going to take a break. You're listening to Catholic Education Plus with Father Tom Burke here on KDK Radio. Welcome back to Catholic Education Plus. I'm Father Tom Burke, pastor at St. Benedict the Moore Parish in the Hill District and St. Mary Magdalene Parish in the East End. And this morning, I'm honored to have uh, two diocesan leaders, Michelle Peduto, who is the director of Catholic Schools, and Anna Torrance, who is the secretary for Catholic Education and Evangelization. Michelle, we have strong academics in our Catholic schools. Uh, There's also fun extracurricular activities and sports. But of course, uh, Jesus is at the heart of who we are. Uh, Can you briefly explain what does that mean, who we are? And also, Catholic schools light the way in faith and academics and social, emotional development. How does all three of those work? So I'm going, to kind of, I'm going to combine these two questions because we're talking about educating the whole child, the whole child, spiritually, intellectually, socio-emotionally, physically through the activities and sports. And we, we just really look at the child as this one being and primarily focused on our mission, which is to provide a Catholic education, which is to engage students every day in a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's the primary focus. And you are right. We do the other components really well. Our academics are very strong. And that was really evident last year. We actually did our year-end achievement tests. Our children did really well because they were in school those five days a week for the entire year. But understanding that that piece about engaging in a relationship with Jesus Christ is not just done through word. It is done through our actions. And so I think it is so important for us to realize that in our schools, outside of our schools, we are all acting as role models for our children. Our actions should always reflect the best that that we, the best understanding we have of Jesus. And that is, of course, to love God above all else and to love each other as we love ourselves. We must not only talk about that in our Catholic schools, but we must demonstrate that through our actions and, of course, through our words. So I think everything works together, again, to benefit the whole child and I, I'm just so proud of our schools for the way they they do these things. So the faith, the academics, and the social emotional development—you know—they all it all intertwines together. And it, as you said, you know, with the COVID pandemic last year, you know, the love, the nurture, uh, the safety, and the faith—it all goes hand in hand. And yes. I think, it, yeah, definitely, this, the Catholic schools show that in. Um, in all three, and I think that's all important. Now, Anna, this is the fifth academic year for regional schools in the North Hills area. Uh, regionalization has come here to the Pittsburgh East, where I'm assigned to, and also in the south regions of the diocese. The idea is to ensure that Catholic education is both affordable and accessible. How does 
stabilizing enrollment and finances and increasing uh, the collaboration all intertwined together. Yeah, so you're right, Father. It's uh, We're on our sixth year now with the North Hills region. And so uh, a couple years after that, we established the Pittsburgh East region and also the Pittsburgh City region, which is our three extra mile schools and uh, supported schools. And then uh, most recently, a year ago, was the South region. We still have uh, uh, eight um, elementary schools that are uh, kind of in our northwest corridor that we are our parish schools um, but i just want to speak to you know kind of as we kind of move through this process you know it, it has involved really kind of taking a, a particular area within our uh, diocese focusing on like where you know making sure we have geographic accessibility and also trying to keep our schools affordable for our families it's so important and so, yes, there have been, we've had to, as we kind of moved through this, made decisions about bringing school communities together. We've had, you know, we've had to close some schools, but what we see now in, you know, kind of the North Hills and now the East and the South, which is kind of, kind of making some of those changes now, but absolutely with the enrollment stabilization and we want to you know for too long we have had trends going the wrong way we are now seeing them that reverse and that is good news um we don't have we are we have uh, three third day enrollment numbers that come in and they we, ha we don't have them all in but it, they're trending very very well um and uh, so, you know, so then you look at it from enrollment that there are some absolutely, you know, the, the positive impact here with stabilization of enrollment and then the trend to really grow enrollment. Uh, with finances, you know, we have um, within our each of our regions, we have an, uh, a regional administration and it's a very professional group. That the beautiful thing is that they're they're right there located within the region and they work so closely. Our regional administrator with all of the principals in you know working very focused on um, you know uh, you know um, looking at like how each of the schools within a region can work collaboratively together to share best practices, all kind of like wonderful professional development. Um, so um, and on the financial side, you know, uh, a business uh, a, a business manager at the regional level that works so closely with each of the schools um, to give, you know, the financial oversight that's so important in conjunction then with a, we have a, in each region, a, a board of directors, which is comprised of both clergy and uh, lay members. And, lay, and all of whom bring tremendous dedication to our schools, but also, um, you know, um, expertise in areas that are so important to helping us to kind of really um, keep our schools as wonderful and excellent as they are and, you know, the marketing and development efforts and such. So like focusing on, um, EITC and, um, you know, how can we you know, do um, more in the way of the development end? Mm -hmm. Also, there's an opportunity of collaboration beyond that. We have regional advisory boards. So they, um, those boards all have representatives from each of the, the schools. And so give great input into 
kind of the strategic planning and uh, you know efforts that um, within each of the regions and then across all of the regions, there are um, the finance committees and um, you know other committees that look at kind of pastoral care are working all together um, to really kind of you know it's just it's it's beautiful because of so many people stepping forward to say I want to I, I love Catholic schools and I want to help and so I, I'm just we're all so grateful for our clergy and for the many lay people that have kind of stepped in here and uh, the the impact is palatable so and, and from a pastor's perspective, I was at St. James and Swickley when the North Hills region uh, developed five or six years ago and seeing how that established and then coming here to the East End and now the East region uh, is up and running. And then uh, the South uh, just opened up last year and then eventually, you know, the West and the other outlining areas, just as a from a parish perspective, how the regionalization is just, you know, the board of directors, the regional directors, uh, principals working together, more parish input. I just think it's just so much more efficient. And as a pastor, I still have access to uh, the schools. We still do uh, weekly masses, have access to the building, but efficiency wise, I just think uh, it, it is the way to go and regionalization, you know, obviously in any change, it's, it's difficult, but efficiency and using your resources together and getting input, I think is so very important. Now, Anna, for parents who are interested in enrolling their child or learning more, how can they connect to a Catholic school near them? Well, they can go to Pittsburgh Catholic Schools, all spelled out, pittsburghcatholicschools.org. That takes you right to a landing page on our diocesan website, and you'll see right there when you go, click, or on the left-hand side is elementary, middle school, right-hand side is high schools. So very, very easy, and yeah, there's a, um, it'll take you right to the schools, a little form, and you'll get a thank you gift for doing that, All which right. is a, a wonderful brochure that talks more, gives more uh, of a case statement about why our Catholic schools are amazing. Great. Michelle Peduto and Anna Torrance, thank you for being with us this morning. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We'll be back in a moment here on KDK Radio. This week in our plus segment, we are featuring the 24th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Obviously, this is a weekend to remember September 11th, the 20th anniversary of the attacks uh, in New York City, Shanksville, Pennsylvania, and at the Pentagon. And in the Gospel of Mark this weekend, Jesus asked his disciples, who do people say that he is? Some Jesus shocks his disciples by preaching and predicting the future of the suffering, death, and resurrection. In the very heart of Mark's gospel, it structural around three passion predictions, and today's gospel focuses on the first. Jesus' teaches emphasizes that the Messiah must suffer, be rejected, kill, but gives us hope, hope in the resurrection. And authentic discipleship is not about power or glory and victory, but taking up one's cross. So let's keep the faith. Let's celebrate uh, our faith in our family and have a great week. We'll see you in two weeks here on KDK Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.